candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex, Sex Archie. Archie. There's no jokes in this one. If you want to hear jokes, come back next week because it would be in bad taste. I don't want to walk a line that hard to do. Do no you're, jokes. You're far too chick. I need you to take it down a notch. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about Chapter 58 in Memoriam by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and directed by Gabriel Coria. This is going to be hard. Th- th- those aren't uh, allergy congestion noises you're hearing out of no, my dear life and I, counterpart. I'm just in a state of tears. We've watched this episode twice now, or, or rather one and three quarter times. Yes. I've had some time to process after the first, and we just watched it the second time, and it was... Even more emotional. So if you didn't hear, and uh, you happen to be new to our show or that show, this is the the both in-show and sort of meta farewell to both the characters of Fred Andrews and the actor Luke Perry, who died tragically of a, uh, a stroke suddenly late in season three's filming. I guess spoilers for the episode. <laughs> Uh, the, the way they handled that then was some some quick rewrites to sort of pass the buck for later so they could properly do the send-off that he deserved. And now, now is the time. We just, let's just dive in yeah. to this episode. Um, so we start with Jughead's narrative, like we always do, his voiceover of how... You know, it's been a quiet few months. Things are are kind of returning to normal now that the, the terror of the farm has faded. Yes. And what... People are just, like, jogging peacefully oh, in the daytime. It's not just people. It's Kevin and his dad. Yeah. And it's right over the part where we talk about the farm, mm-hmm. which is when they left him behind <laughs> and took his love. <laughs> And his kidney. Don't forget they took his kidney. That is well, and it, that got me. Because mm-hmm. his dad's there as his support this time, at least. At least not everyone's forgotten about Kevin. Yeah, G&G has, has become the, the thing of suburban legend. Uh, I guess we're all sick of that nerd shit. I, I, ge- I guess, yeah. Let's, let's go back to sports. Um, and so we talk about the 4th of July coming, and for the first time in four years... They say the first time in three years, actually. They're they're having an Independence Day parade for the first time in three years is the line, and oh. I know that because I wrote it down because it's weird because Jason died two years ago. I wrote it down and wrote down four. Well, I'm right. So what happened to cancel it no, the year well, before he died, Jason he died? died. He disappeared on the 4th of July two years ago. So they canceled it then because there was like a a manhunt. Yeah, but what about the one three years ago? I don't know. I mean, it's like the third summer. Is that what they mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't... Unless... Okay. So, yeah, there's going to be a, a parade... We, we know this because the city council all sheepishly raised hands standing around in the sheriff's office, which I guess is where they meet. I guess. Uh, but there's not going to be any fireworks over Sweetwater River 
because the Blossom family always sponsored that, and and without them, the town can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he goes into like, oh, with the downtime of craziness, though, I've been able to get some real writing done. And so then we see him and Betty together, and Betty's reading it and talking about how it's so good, and he doesn't have his hat on, and it's like, aw. And apparently there's a contest. He's entering oh. some sort of fiction contest. Yes. Uh, so then we, we cut to, to Veronica and Archie cuddling in bed as well. Much, much more sexy, though. Yeah, and about to do more sexy. Yes, because they, they just want to spend all day in bed, but no, no, no. They got to go build a parade float. <laughs> so, But they can spend one more hour, right? To which Archie says, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> to the sexing. Uh, so then we we go to Cheryl, and we catch up with her having a nice cup of tea with dead JJ. Who's looking pretty good for a two-year-old corpse that was floating in water for who knows how many days before a, the homecoming dance. And, and so she wants to, f- like, fill him in on the hot gossip, which means read the local newspaper. And she's incensed, uh, offended to see that there is a 4th of July parade. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. So then we, we go check in on the mm-hmm. core four uh, outside Pops uh, working on that float where Veronica, I think, is painting a big popsicle. Because it's, it's the Pops float. It's the Pops float. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a Popsicle. And of course, Archie is shirtless. Yeah. Hammering away on stuff. It's presumably the 2nd or 3rd of July. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um. So, uh, Cheryl pulls up, livid. Mm-hmm. Of course it's the four of you behind this. Uh, and the 4th of July is a day of tragedy, not celebration, because it's the day that Jason died. And I'm like, girl, you got Jason in your living room. <laughs> I think you can chill. I haven't heard him complain. And, uh, Jughead's just like, well, you don't have to come. Like, like, no, she's going to be there and blasting an air horn to, to uh, snuff out any revelry, which like, is strange. Because, like, an air horn is That is revelry. revelry. Yeah. I think they sell them on revelry. Revelry? That's, that's like, where you get knitting patterns? Oh, okay. You're thinking of Etsy. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, those handmade air horns. That's <laughs> yes. what I'm thinking of. Or, like, oriental trading. There we go. What would be the sound of, like, anti-celebration? Crying? Would it just be a lot of crying? She's going to run up and down the route, catching uh, all of the candy and and just shoving it in her mouth and making fun of all of the children who do not catch the candy. There's that. <laughs> that that well-trod. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen that before. Is that when you start yelling about, like population numbers of like homeless people and and starving children it's when you start screaming about your your gout i think is what makes everybody around you have a bad time yeah cheryl has to develop some gout which is going to get in the way of her trying to snatch all of the candy in midair yeah yeah i mean okay she's got her work cut out for her okay so Cheryl leaves to go figure this all out. <laughs> and of course, uh, Jughead is all, you know, who wants breakfast? Let's go inside and get breakfast. They're so, such early risers. They are. They've been doing all of this before breakfast. They're getting second breakfast, clearly. <laughs> yes. 
Which I'm like, what time did they wake up from the sex? <laughs> for for one more hour. For one more hour before going and working on a parade floor before eating breakfast. <laughs> they woke up from sex at like three in the morning. <laughs> so we're we're chilling out over brunch. To be fair, I guess. And and I mean, Pops does have like twenty four hour breakfast, mm-hmm. so that's why it's one of the good ones. Um, so they are talking about their camping trip for the weekend. Yeah, they have uh, plans. And, uh, Betty's all like, you know, it might be the last one because next year we might all be busy, like, getting ready for college. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Jughead's like, well, if anyone is scared of bears, don't worry. Archie has been attacked multiple times. And he wears his scars proudly, he says. What? Is a crazier show. A show where a teenager gets attacked by a bear and fends it off? Or where his friend teases or, him about or it. Or where that's just a thing you joke about. Like the time you ran out of gas outside town. You know, because he always forgets his socks. <laughs> like, that's, that was the, like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But then... A phone rings. Yes, Archie's phone. And he answers it thinking it's his dad. But it's definitely not his dad. As he just collapses and his his friends come around him as he sinks to his knees on the tile floor of Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. Yes. And so then we are back in the Andrews house. And Vegas is crying at the door, waiting for Fred to come home. And he never will, because Fred Andrews has died. And that is what FP is there filling in the family on. Mm -hmm. Uh, That he was driving back to Riverdale from this business trip that he was on, and had stopped to help someone who was stuck on the side of the road and was hit by a car uh and and archie asked for more information and we find out that it was a hit and run archie's you know like we gotta catch him we gotta Mm -hmm. get him like Mm -hmm. they don't have this person and uh fp is very like don't don't you worry about it like i'm going to take care of this i'm gonna make sure everything's okay i will take care of everything like very like Trying to comfort and trying mm-hmm. to to take on this burden with, with the weight of authority and also being the other good dad in town. Yes, and and being basically Fred's best friend. Yeah, yeah. For many many years. Yes. Um, rough patch in the middle. It has to be said. Yes, but best dad buds. Yeah. Yeah. Hot dad squad. <laughs> So so then we we are now around the table and we are planning the funeral. Yes. And, and Archie's mom is in town. Mary Andrews is here. Well, she she has been there. Cause that's remember, true. She was here before this. She was sticking around while Fred was out of town. I I, I suppose we we presume she was here for the intervening few months that we just yes glossed over in the opening lines because she's not going to leave her seventeen year old home alone, especially yeah. if it's Archie. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. She was around for the end of season three. She knows what they get up to. Yeah. So the plan is to to bury him next to his father. Grandpa Artie. In the Riverdale Cemetery. Uh, and uh, to you know do that, they need to transfer the body 
from this other town, which but she's it's gonna... the holiday. It's the holiday, so they can't till after the holiday, and also it's gonna cost nine thousand fucking dollars. Yes, this town is like doesn't seem that far away. <laughs> no, no, it's not like it's five states away. I, I. You mean like Greendale? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I know. Funeral costs are ridiculous, mm-hmm. but that seems a little extreme. Yeah, there. Just go. Just go. Maybe I don't know. I've never had to transport I, a body, but who knows? It's a good thing he wasn't meeting anybody in Canada. Can you imagine the customs forms? Oh God, that'd be so bad. It would be the worst. Like that has to happen all the time. Well, I think the like most complicated thing is when it happens like on a cruise ship, like out at sea. Oh, because there's, there's all kinds of stuff. There's so many borders, and it's all about like mm. when did they actually die? Mm. So then we we are in the backyard mm-hmm. in some very uh, from my childhood lawn chairs, like the yeah. really like classic ones. Yeah, the just aluminum frames with like woven nylon yes, straps. I, l- I love that those are the chairs they mm-hmm. own. Yes, Fred would own those chairs. <laughs> you know, it's Reggie all our and teams. Veronica and Betty and Jughead and, and Kevin. Kevin and and they're all sitting around drinking stuff, various unlabeled bottles. Unless it's a lot of IBC root beer, I tend to think it's something else. <laughs> But they're, um, they're sharing their memories of yes. Fred. So, like, the, the tree house that he helped them build that Reggie fell out of and broke his arm. But then Fred's the one who, who drove him to the hospital. Yes. Or, or Betty at the picnic in grade school when there was a potato sack race. That was supposed to be, like, father-daughter, and her father was nowhere to be found. His first kill, I presume. Yes. Um, Fred uh, was stepped up and Substitute was her dad. her dad for the day. Yeah, I mean he didn't have a daughter, so it's the only way he was going to run either. <laughs> um, and and Jug talks about how his mom yeah. would you know call him when FP was in his worst states, and Fred would go get him and bring him home and and stay for a while and talk and to Jughead. Sure Jughead had a damn meal that night. Yes. Uh, and he says something like, he just always wanted to know if I was hungry, and I, of course, always was. <laughs> and it's just, oh. um, And Archie... Fuck this one, though. Talks about how he just remembers going to Sears with him so he could ride the tractors. It's so devastatingly real. Like, yep. This is the first moment I'm going to bring it up, but I'm going to repeat myself, I'm sure, through this entire episode. Uh-huh. The, like, this is one of the episodes of Riverdale where they stretch what Riverdale can do. And they stretch it toward sort of the show people were expecting. You know, your, your more realistic uh-huh. uh, uh, teen drama. You know, your, your One Tree's Hill or whatnot. <laughs> by, I don't by- know if I'd call that super realistic, but okay. Compared to Riverdale, dear. Okay. <laughs> but just little things like they're they're shooting outdoors in, in soft daylight. Yeah. There's very little night shots. There's not even a lot of interiors in this. They're uh, dialing back the, the uh, color saturation on everything. And we're just talking about the, the most relatable, believable thing 
little Archie just wants to sit on the big tractors when they go to Sears. And even the extra touch of making it Sears and not like Lear's department store like they would in any other episode. So there's like a slight thing about this, too, with it being Sears. Like, Sears doesn't really exist anymore. That's also true. So I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of these memories, like people like to like, oh, this is the place where I Mm -hmm. did this. Archie can't return to Sears. <laughs> like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, Sears is, our, like, there's very few left in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking of the fact, like, that's not a place he can go back to. Yeah. And have that memory of. Yeah, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not gonna cry or anything. It's okay. We're good. It. We're fine. But so, he, he goes on to talk about one of the Fred's projects, soundproofing the garage, mm-hmm. which is so useful when you're hanging out with FBI agents who turn out to be <laughs> mob spies. Uh, yes. Not so much with the band thing, but you know. He talks about how Fred taught him everything he knew and like got him his first guitar and they, they built the jalopy together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's... <sighs> just a lot and then so archie though like also gets overcome with emotions and wants to call it a day so so he he goes inside and and we cut to that night where he is asleep well kind of uh with veronica asleep next to him and he he wakes up and it's very dark and he's like oh i heard something and he goes downstairs, and it's very spooky. And there, there's Grandpa Artie. He sees the back of an old man's head and recognizes him as Grandpa Artie. Even though this is the first sign that something weird's up, other than the fact that Grandpa Artie's dead. Specifically, Grandpa Artie died well before Archie was born. He's seen pictures! Exactly! That's why I say it. it, it's a fun way to do with, like, dream stuff dream logic yes he never met the man but he knows him yes yeah um and so grandpa Artie asks where fred is and talks about how everyone is waiting and we go and see like everyone a a huge room full of dead people dead characters jj is there are they all dead though i think they were all dead i thought i saw like cheryl you know, I don't know. I feel like it was like... Maybe Cheryl's dead. Maybe this is a hint. I it, it was a very quick shot, but I thought it was like a bunch of dead people and a bunch of like alive people. Dreams don't have to make sense. <laughs> I need I need to see that shot again to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uncle, our Grandpa Artie talks or says that, you know, you, you need to bring him home. Mm-hmm. And Archie wakes up. And he's like, I, got, I gotta go get him. I gotta go get my dad. The Red Paladin has a quest. Yes, he does. Then it's still dark out. It's really early in the morning. Archie's out there with Veronica and Betty and Jughead. And Reggie pulls up with a hearse mm-hmm. that has just been sitting on his dad's car lot. He, he says they haven't been able to sell it, so it's okay to borrow. Probably because they haven't manufactured parts for this hearse in about 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. You're not... No one's going to buy that. I love that Reggie helps. Yes. Um, and so the the four of them go... They drive out to Ch- Cherry Hill. 
Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek to go get his dad. And when their first stop when they get there is the... And we find out that they have not found him, but they do have a description of his car. The the assailant, the the driver. Yes. The, I mean, they know where Fred is. Yeah. He's, he's at the funeral home that Veronica gets a call from just a moment later, which is where they're going to head next, because that's where all his personal effects are, including the keys to his truck, which is still at the crash site. Mm-hmm. Or accident site. Collision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the funeral home. Mm-hmm. You know, Archie lays it out there that he wants to bring his dad home, and this guy's like, no. I, I can understand that, but we can't do that. We cannot release him at this time. Because you're 17. So he calls home to be like, hey, Mom, you've probably noticed I'm not at home right well, now. Well, I love that the first thing she's like, Archie, aren't you upstairs? <laughs> no. Again, incredibly early risers. <laughs> They get up at three all the time. Can we just rewind a bit to talk about the friends that will go with you on this road trip? Those are your friends for life, aren't they? You know, if one of our friends called us up and said, hey, gotta go on a road trip to get my dead dad, I'd be like, okay, I'll bring snacks. Yeah, but like that is, I don't want to get too morbid. I don't want to share stories about people, but like... If anyone has had has lost someone close to them or had a close friend who has and you've been with them or they've been with you like you know. Yes. You don't those are your people they will always be your people. You you may drift yes. away physically, emotionally, whatever, but you're going to think about those days and they're going you're going to remember they were there with you. Yes. 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 I love you dear. I love you. Wish I would have had those days. Yeah. I didn't get anyone. Well, I got you, which was nice. Oh, why, but, thank like, you. I didn't get to have any friends there. I do know someone who, like, just took their the ashes of their par- their friend's parent on a backpacking trip. Yeah. To, to spread in the mountains that they were hiking. <laughs> but, like, for, for, the sh- for these characters, <laughs> for the show, like, they start driving in this hearse before dark. They arrive... In morning light, however far away Cherry Creek is. Five hours. Ah. Four. Four, maybe. What are they talking about on this drive? What is on the radio? Uh, well, we got one clip of the inside of the car, and there was no music, was and no one was silent. talking. Yes. It's just, because what, what do you say? But I, back to the present, I guess. Oh, they, they stopped at one of those Pennsylvania gas stations. A Sheets? Yeah, they stopped at a, a Sheets or Yaya's. Uh-huh. No. Yaya? Wawa. Wawa. Got got some mozzarella sticks and continued on their way. <laughs> that was the only like conversation they had was, do I get the jalapeno poppers or the mozzarella sticks? And Jughead's like, let's get both. Well, obviously. Yes. He's planning ahead. Yeah. But anyway, back to the present. The phone rings at the uh, uh, funeral home, and we hear the the director's half of the conversation with Mary Andrews in super lawyer mode. And wouldn't you know it? Uh, it's only going to be a matter of time. You can you can have your father back around noon. Yep. Such early risers. But Archie wants to see him. He wants to make sure it wasn't a mistake. Yes. That it isn't someone else. 
guy's like, yes, of course, you can see him come this way. But Archie stops. He ends up setting Betty and Veronica in to make sure it's him. Mm -hmm. And I do have to point out here that Fred wouldn't just be hanging out in a coffin in the middle of a room. He would be in a freezer right now. (laughs) Especially if the plan was that they can't get the body to Riverdale until the 5th. The the mortician is probably taking Independence Day, too. Of course, if they are, then that means they'd probably do it ahead of time so they could take the day out. But in any case, they wouldn't be lying in repose. They would be in the cooler. They'd be in the back room. It's especially weird because I'm like, it's not like we haven't seen a morgue before. We've all seen My Girl. We know how it goes. Yeah. 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 That movie really like opens your mind as a child to, to, to the funerary industry yes you're like oh i get it now yeah, yeah. uh-huh bee allergies are a serious thing <laughs> yeah yeah but i i really appreciate that if you want to be trite and say you know archie's going through the five sieges of grief which i respect this episode for not doing bah, 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 but he does have a bit of denial Yes. Is what I'm coming around to. And the thing I appreciate is that his denial is manifesting in, like, wanting it to be some Riverdale lunacy. Yeah. He he wants a a body double or or a mistaken identity. Well, it's very, like, innocent. Yeah. The way it's manifesting. Yeah. It's just this, like, childlike hope of maybe. Nobody in this town knows my dad. They they don't know who he is. Yeah. It's 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 not like FP is telling me right now, mm-hmm. like, I saw him, it was him. It's these other people. They could have it wrong. So so Betty and Veronica go, and and they, they confirm it is him. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Archie is out there with Jughead, and he asks Jughead to write his father's obituary for the newspaper. I feel like that's a lot more pressure than confirming <laughs> whether he's dead or not. Yeah. Because at least that's, I mean, that that's permanent. That's in black and white forever. That's a, you can, like, have a typo and really get something wrong. <laughs> it's going to be on the microfiche forever. So the girls come back out with Fred's personal items and, and mm-hmm. Archie's just like, you know, are you sure? Is it? And they're like, yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's him. Yeah. It's, it's him. Uh, so back in Riverdale... Cheryl and Tony go to visit Mary. Hey, Cheryl, I bet you're feeling like a real asshole talking about how 4th of July everybody should be sad because your brother. Guess what? Everyone's going to be sad. So careful what you wish for, you jerk. So she is. But she, she is among the saddest, actually. Yes. Yes. So she is talking to Mary about how after Jason died, she felt alone and was just in like utter despair and she doesn't want Mary or Archie to feel the way she felt mm-hmm. and and she wants to do something for them when Archie returns. And Mary's just sitting there not saying anything at all. I find it a little odd. I needed, like... She was out of town for a few years. She doesn't really know Cheryl's deal. <laughs> this is, like, her first impression of the thing that is Cheryl like, Blossom. Like, it's it's very it's sweet. I just need Mary to be like, thank you, Cheryl. That's very <laughs> okay. What, something. It's just this weird, like... Or, what the fuck? I thought the door was locked. <laughs> something. 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 So, uh, back in, in Cherry Creek, they go to the truck... Yeah, when when people think about death, 
you do not think of the errands. And there are oh. so many errands. Oh, I think of the errands as my family having been the people who deal yeah. with, like, the people who die. Many, many people don't think of the errands. The lucky if, people don't. If you want to do anything to show, like, your love for your family members that you are leaving. Clean your house. Take a trip to Goodwill every year, please. <laughs> Because, oh my god, if I have to clean out one more person's house in my lifetime, I might lose it. But in in any case, like, Archie, you know, he, he takes the truck keys out of the envelope. He goes into the driver's seat, and there's, there's some trash in there. There's a, a pouch back from when Fred used to chew tobacco, I guess? I like. I don't know what that was. That was I a little mean, strange. He, he was a baseball player in his youth, but that seems kind of out of place for our, our understanding of Fred Andrews. It does have his uh, tool belt is right yes. there. Yes. Which is like the first thing Archie touches. Yeah. And then there's the old-fashioned auto insurance that is pulled out like of- Like an embossed certificate and yes. everything. But within it is also a little picture mm-hmm. of Mary and Archie. Yeah. It's very cute. And then- and like, just comparing this, this is the same show with Bear Man. Yes. And the contrast just makes it hit so much harder, right? Like, if, yeah. if this were another show that didn't get too crazy, that, that didn't get too beyond this kind of thing- It'd be heavy because of the behind the camera story, but I don't think it would be as intense without, yeah, the the stark, stark contrast. The fact that we are taking, like, everything is so serious and there's very, very little jokes. It's so grounded. Yes. It it makes it very intense. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, as he's sitting in the car, a car pulls up behind them and a woman gets out with a bouquet of flowers. And and Archie gets out and he's like, what are you doing here? He's very hostile. Again, he wants it to be a conspiracy. He he wants there to be a new supervillain that, that he can pin this on. My thought is that he thinks it's the person that hit his dad mm-hmm. coming back out of guilt. I think there's an element of him wanting that person to be some named creature like the Black Hood. Some mobster or something. Yeah, yeah. Papa Poutine out for revenge. Hiram's new henchman type mm-hmm. thing. She she's just there to pay her respects. Like, well, how how do you know what happened, and how, why are you here? And it's, she she realizes that it's Archie, mm-hmm. and which makes him all the more suspicious. How do you know my name? Your your father told me, and he he just kept talking about you, and then it all comes out that she is the person that he stopped to help. Mm-hmm. Her car her tire blew. And no one else would stop, and he stopped, and they were working on fixing the tire when a car came, and Fred pushed her out of the way. And she was with him when he passed. Yes. And uh, again, to talk about behind the scenes, though, this is a cameo from Shannon Doherty. Yes. Uh, Luke Perry's 90210 castmate. Yes. Uh, Also relevant to Riverdale, a member of the, the Heathers cast. And used to be on a very long-running WB show yes. back in the day. Yes. But uh, Luke Perry, because of their their time on 902 and 0, they, they were actual close friends. And he had been 
wanting to find a way for her to come on the show for a very long time now. Mm-hmm. And so this is the way it finally happened, her taking part in this uh, memorial episode for this friend of hers and, and watching her break down in tears as well is really affecting moment. Well, and, and she, as the character, talks about how she wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him, which is very like, the character wouldn't be there, a friend wouldn't have saved her, and mm-hmm. like, she wouldn't be there if, you know, Luke Perry didn't exist and they didn't have this friendship um you know she's like i can never repay him i can never do anything but like i want to say a prayer for him uh so they 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 recite the entire lord's prayer the five of them joining hands that's a weird prayer to do but okay (laughs) not that i know anything about prayers it's really the most common one (laughs) i know but it's it i don't know i guess it's it's because it's the most common one it seems weird everybody knows it this is true <laughs> maybe she wanted to go with one that the kids knew yeah you know it is either that or the 23rd psalm i guess i don't know what that is see she what's, she made the right call what's that one uh yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death oh. i shall fear no evil for thou art with me yeah but that's when you do when someone's like gonna get shot it's the it's the one with that part in it okay about the only prayer I knew, there was an Adams Family Grace we used to do at Girl Scout camp. Uh, I did that one. Uh, when I went to, to church camp, one of the more popular ones was to the tune of the Christopher Reeve Superman theme. Oh, I don't know that one. Thank you, God, for giving us food. <laughs> nope. Yeah. 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 I don't remember how- Church camp is a hoot. So at Thanksgiving, when your family, like, or like Christmas and your family forces us to say grace. Yes. Can we get them to do one of those instead? <laughs> because then at least I won't be standing there really awkward being like, wow, I'm the person that doesn't do this. My dad would remember all of them. I am very glad that your family is the ones that, that like close their eyes when they pray because no one knows I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I can just awkwardly stare at the ceiling and no one knows. Not that your family gives any shit about no, it at no, all. They're, they're cool. They're, it's cool. But I'm just always like, do 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 This is a nice ceiling. It's very bright. Oh, look, a dog. So anyway, after a drive uh-huh. and a visit to the police station and some time in the... Uh, a funeral home, and then the roadside meeting. <laughs> now it's breakfast time? No, I think it's lunch. Because <laughs> Archie has an untouched plate, and it's definitely a burger. Okay, okay. I do appreciate the the subtleness of this, where Archie does have a full place plate, and Jughead's is yeah. completely gone. Yes. And the girls are somewhere in between. Because he's, he's got no appetite after all this. Jughead eats his feelings, it's so it's fine. real ass shit right there. Uh, in, in this substitute pops, Cherry Creek also has their own old-timey diner. Yes. They, they're, they're sitting there, and uh, Archie, you know, starts reflecting on the fact that his dad saved this woman's life, mm-hmm. and, you know, he, he sacrificed himself for her, and, you know, he died a hero, and it was like, why couldn't he have just not like why couldn't he have kept driving why couldn't he have been like everyone else and betty's like that's not who he was he helped people his tragic bitterness like his anger at the world like he's he's angry at his dad for dying 
Yes. He's, he's angry at his dad for helping someone mm-hmm. being the person he was because it meant that he died. Fucking real ass shit. God damn it. And, and Archie's just like, no, it's not heroic. It's senseless. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, he just, he just has to leave. He, he goes out to get air. And while he is outside, he gets a call from FP who lets him know that the suspect turned himself in. Uh, Foolishly gives him a name. What the fuck, FP? What the fuck? Do you remember what happened when when Fred survived an attack? <sighs> he started a masked militia reign of terror. He, not, he tells him the name. He tells him, oh, he lives in Cherry Creek. Mm-hmm. We do find out that he didn't have any priors or anything. but And then he also tells him, though, like, oh, he made bail. He's not in jail right now. So Archie <gasps> finds the only phone booth with a phone book left in the state of New York. You know, they might be in New Jersey right now. Who knows? <laughs> because apparently... They're in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. It, it's something new. But, you know, it's, it's nice that they only go to charming old towns. <laughs> so they have these things to utilize instead of, I don't know, just Googling. So he finds George What's-His-Name's address and rushes over there. When when the guy answers, Archie confirms his identity and then shoves him into a wall. Starts by just saying the name Fred Andrews. Yes. Oh. And he he just goes off about how you killed him and you kept driving. You know what were you doing? Were you drinking? Were you on your phone? And he like is punching the wall next to this guy's face. The building's frame shudders when he does this. He leaves a huge dent in like a stud. Yes. Uh, the, remember, K.J. Appa broke his hand punching in the first season. He might have just broke it again. We'll see next episode. <laughs> but, uh, like, th- this dude is freaking out, being assaulted by this strange teen, and says, calm down, son. And Archie's response is just my favorite exchange in this whole episode. Says- you killed the only man who can call me that. And then George is like, oh, I see what's happening here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and then there is another teenager who suddenly appears. Young teen, like young 13. Teen. Yeah, 14. TV 13. Uh, he's like, you know, he, he didn't do it. It wasn't him. And we find out that it was actually this kid who took the car. He doesn't even have his license. And his dad's just trying to protect him and turned himself in. Archie, in his, like, shock at this, lets George go. Uh, he goes and hugs his son. As his son's as just crying. Just terrified of what's going to happen. You know, I mean, what what's he thinking about? One, his dad's head is about to be punched off. Two, his dad's going to be in jail for life and he's going to live with the guilt. He's going to be, I don't see a mom around here. He's going to be put into foster care. Like, poor kid. He's thinking all of these things. Yes. And, and so Archie leaves as he watches them comfort each other mm-hmm. and and everyone else catches up with him and because uh, fp realized what tragic uh chain of events he set in motion and called jughead thank god Jug- jughead is just so like gentle with archie yes yes i he he it's it's just so there's so many moments so many like subtle things the, the way all three of them support him, like Betty pushing back against his, his bitterness at his dad by just replying with the facts. Here's the truth, though. 
and we love your dad for it. Mm-hmm. And like eventually you'll get to this point where Jughead is like that long history of, of bros and like paying back to uh, Archie everything Fred did for FP. Yes. And we're about to talk about Veronica, and I, Veronica really impresses me this episode, too. Archie fills them in that it's just this dumb, terrified kid mm-hmm. who did something stupid, and it's something like what he would have done. You know, how many times did he take the car without permission, and this kid's dad is just trying to protect him? Mm-hmm. Like Fred would have protected him, and he just has this moment where he's like, "I don't know what I'm doing. I I can't believe I'm here." And he just starts talking about how he's a terrible son. Fred would be so ashamed of him, and that not only would he be ashamed, but he's ashamed of himself. And now it's Veronica's turn to jump in and tell him no, <laughs> just r- remind him about how much Fred loved him and how f- proud he was of him. Yes. And it's it's so good. Like, she's come a long way from blood-soaked shower sex. Like, her, her girlfriend <laughs> skills have really increased. They, they, they shine at times. <laughs> then it's time to, to head for home. We've now reached noon when it's time to collect the body and drive home. So Archie and Veronica are taking the hearse, and Jughead and Betty, Betty are following behind with the truck. Mm-hmm. And they uh, drive, and as they approach the the Welcome to Riverdale sign, Town with Pep, uh, FP is waiting for them, uh, and he wants to give uh, Fred a police escort home. Yeah, which is a lot. Because he deserves it. How much of the driving arrangements, though, do you think is because Archie needs to be driving the body, or because he can't drive the truck? Because I think they're both true. His whole thing was he wanted to bring his dad home, so he's going to be in the thing that has his dad. Yeah. Though all I can think is, what about if he brought his dad home in the truck? (laughs) Well, he'd kind of be like sliding around in the corners. He's like strapped down with rope. Well, yeah, you can get get some good straps on there. Oh, stuff that Fred had in his truck anyways. (laughs) Yeah. He's got some chain. It's fine. FP gives them this police escort, and they drive farther into town. And then suddenly the streets are just lined with people welcoming Fred home. And and this, I suppose, is what we are to presume Cheryl's gift was. Yes. Turning the 4th of July uh, parade into a we love you, welcome home Fred parade. Yes. Which is, god damn it. <laughs> it's so, oh. I mean, we, we see a lot of characters we haven't seen yet. Welcome to season four. Jellybean appears to be a pretty poison, or else she's friends with a lot of ex-pretty poisons, depending on whether that gang still exists or not. Yeah. Uh, Pop Tate has a second waitress, one who is not his boss, I guess. Well, Veronica's out of town. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she came to the parade in her uniform. They're standing around Pops. It's true. He's in his uniform, too. It is a town with three non-residential buildings. That is true. <laughs> like, but, they yeah. weren't going to go home and change. Everyone is cheering the, like, uh, homecoming heroes. And, and they and have signs. Homemade that... signs about just how much Fred means to them. Uh, and so they they drive up to the house. And Mary's there with Kevin and Josie and their parents. Mm-hmm. Josie uh, came back to town because she heard the news. Yes. Well, I th- I think it's in- like interesting that they're there 
too. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, those are some of her childhood friends. Yeah. And his childhood friends, so. Mm-hmm. Their other childhood friends are in prison. <sighs> yes. <laughs> uh, or dead. Or is he? Mm. You're far too cheery. Contrast. I'm talking about how important contrast is. I can't handle this level of cheer. I'm just saying, Hal might have a hook head now and still survive. I just can't handle it. So Archie and and Mary embrace and and just have a moment. Yeah. About how we couldn't leave him, and she's like, I know, and I'm proud of you, and he'd be proud of you. I think it's the first time they've touched or, or been shown on camera since the news. They're finally having this, like, moment. Yeah. Then it is, it is time for the funeral, mm-hmm. and Josie is singing fucking Amazing Grace. Beautifully, yeah. but, like... <sighs> it's easy to get the rights for that one. I know! Fred's casket gets carried in by Archie and Jughead and Kevin and FP and Reggie and Sheriff, former Sheriff Keller. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets me the most that, like, he and FP are there. Yes. Yes. Because, like, those are his buddies. Mm-hmm. Those are the hot dad squad. I, I feel like Hiram would have been there rather than Reggie, except for prison. Yes. Yeah. If he could have had a funeral furlough, if that's a real thing. Yes, he yeah. would have been there. So they they put the casket down, and and there's all everyone else standing around with roses, including Pop Tate, and that one just like gets yeah. me a lot. Nana Rose is there. Everyone is here. Yes. Place flowers, and then Archie gives a speech talks about how on the drive over he was thinking about how Fred built and fixed like everything in town <laughs> like Riverdale is you know his father built it mm-hmm. and he hopes you know one day if he's lucky enough to have a kid he can point out someplace and be like your grandpa built that and what he didn't build great grandpa Artie built probably yes. and so he also talks about the 4th of July, he remembers when it was raining and the fireworks were canceled and he was really bummed. So Fred bought, brought home all these fireworks. The, and, the bootleg shit, the good stuff. And they set them all off in the backyard and it was just like the best thing. They, they had to lie low. They, they went into witness protection for a little <laughs> while. It's just this very like heartfelt, tough to get through speech. Yeah, I mean, I think it's time to talk about the our our main cast acting this episode and how every one of them killed it like kj especially now and in his final wordless scene is incredible betty and veronica when they come out of identifying the body mm-hmm. just so much with so little words it, everyone's incredible yes this episode's phenomenal it's the best it's- it's not the best, but it's done really, really fucking well. It's the best it could have been. It, it's the best thing they could have done. It's the best thing they could have made to honor him and like yeah. put out there. Yes. I just, like, it just sounds weird saying it's the best. Like, yeah. it's not the best. Would have much preferred this never happening. I'm, I'm not asking for more <laughs> strokes, please. No. I know what you mean. It's just certain terms. And so then one of the last things he said says is that 
Fred Andrews will always be a part of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And and the the funeral ends and uh Ben Veronica goes up to the funeral director to take care to, like, of payment. Square up, but it's already done. Hiram called and paid for everything, which really gets me. Uh-huh. <laughs> he would have been there. He, he would have been, been there. And like just like processing that, like the fact like what would that have been like if he was there? Mhm. And that like character reaction. So then we we go to Betty who is standing over her own father's grave which has spray paint all over it saying the black hood burns in hell and there's like trash all over the grave. Allegedly. I mean, we we cannot confirm the existence of hell. (laughs) Well, all I can think is like how fucking hard that is for her to be like staring at like, this was my trash father. Mm Mm-hmm. And here is the trash. And, and this this other man who is so amazing and like the, the parallels of people mm-hmm. welcoming Fred home compared to, you know, Hal being a murderer. Two perfectly normal on the outside for most of their lives men lived next door to one another for many years. Yes. Yes. Uh, so then we go to Jughead, who is uh, sitting at his laptop uh, trying to start the obituary which is supposed to be published before the funeral (laughs) jughead is very late with his homework hey he originally had at least through the fifth (laughs) and then archie decided to move up this timeline (laughs) he also did not have his computer yeah, yeah. You cannot put this on him. He should have been, like, doing it on his phone while uh, uh, Betty drove the truck. You kind of ruined my moment of <laughs> recapping this, because I was going to talk about the tears falling down his face as he types this out. Yeah, man. If if you just did a drinking game, well, anytime someone cries, you better have a spotter. Uh... So as he he starts to type... We get a voiceover, and during the voiceover, we see images of all of Fred's friends reading it. We see FP, we see Alice, Hiram, Hermione. In separate prison cells. I presume separate prisons. Yes. We haven't seen any women at uh, the the new one. No. Um, And his obituary talks about, you know, how, how do you sum up? Someone like Fred, you start with where he was born and it kind of goes through his life. But then also talking about how when everyone was rushing to leave Riverdale, he was staying and opening his door to everyone else. And he was the knight in flannel armor. A hell of a good tipper, which makes Pop Tate, who was reading it, say, damn right. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you should be a good tipper. Because you will be mourned by your waitstaff. Jughead finishes it with, Fred left Riverdale better than he found it, and that's his legacy. The price of immortality is 25%, okay? Okay, so we're all clear. You're ruining my moment! (laughs) I'm making sex, Archie. I am having an emotional journey right now, okay? We are in two very different emotional states right now. And it is not meshing. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, the the night is not done. No, there are festivities. There's more to do, and and 
Mary and all of the the kids mm-hmm. are in the backyard. Ar- Archie fetches her from uh, looking at old photographs, and in the backyard, all of our teens yes. are there have, having a. There's a fire, but just wait. There's fireworks. Was there a fire? I don't think there was a fire. There was like string lights, oh, which yes. made me think this is not a safe place to light off fireworks. No, it's not. Um, also, Cheryl nearly blows her own face off. She does stand way too close. Though, I did think, I do kind of love the fact that she's the one lighting them because her family used to do the 4th of July fireworks and she's now they're, carrying on the tradition. There's still the Blossom fireworks, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's syrup money right there. So yes, there's fireworks, there's Roman candles, there's sparklers, and everyone is just enjoying this time together. While uh, the song that I think Fred probably would have liked is playing, he he seems like an Arlo Guthrie kind of guy, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Archie talks to Veronica about how, you know, just imagine if everyone was half as good as he was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you already are. And he's like, no, but I'm going to be. I'm going to gonna honor him. I'm going to work every day to be half as good as he was. And, and Archie stands up and he, he goes into the garage and he he touches the soundproofing that Fred put up and we, we get a flashback mm-hmm. to Fred doing it. And this Archie... is the part that was hard for me to watch. The actual film of Fred Andrews, of, of Luke Perry. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get that and then... And him... It's uncovering the jalopy, the big sh- reveal under the tarp. Being like, hey, dad, you know, can you help me fix this up? We're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And as the fireworks are still going, like, through the window. Just a whole lot of other Fred moments. Yes. And and then we we pan and there there's a picture of Archie and Fred sitting in Pops. Mm-hmm. And, and all the lights go off in in the garage except for one small spot that stays on that picture and the the end is a, a title card in loving memory of luke perry yes it is <laughs> i'm fine i have to say <laughs> i've never made a podcast that made someone cry before <laughs> although i think you did most of that yourself <laughs> So, darling, what'd you think? I'm good. It's it's all okay. (laughs) I think I can speak for both of us, Uh as the one of us that can speak, (laughs) that this was a beautiful episode. This is, I mean, they were right to take the time, because there is no way they could have inserted anything, even a shadow, as good as, as this was, as good as Luke Perry deserved inside what was left of, of season three it, it was it's an impossible task i'm glad they didn't even try yeah and it feels like it's not an episode of riverdale it clearly is like they're uh hey there's a corpse collecting flies in this sunroom by the way like there there are little bits but like the plot doesn't happen predictions are going to be very hard in this episode because like riverdale doesn't happen it is just this it's not sharing spotlight with anything. There is no B-plot. Like, that's all it is, as it should be. I think that's a great, great strength of, of, of this episode. Well, I think what makes it so good is that you can see you can see both, like, how much Luke Perry meant to the people within mm-hmm. the show, 
But then also, like, everything we've ever talked about about the character of Fred. Yes. And how he's just the one that, like, holds them together. The one who's Mm -hmm, always building mm -hmm. people up. Like, this, you know, protect Fred at all costs type thing. (laughs) Um, it, It just encompasses all of that. Yeah. And there's such weight and importance in this episode. Mm hmm. And taking the time to let it be what it is and stuff stuff like this. There's there's very few times in media that they will take the time mm-hmm. to like say goodbye. Yeah. A lot of times it's writing someone off or replacing the actor or doing something that's just like we're going to we're gonna we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Cause we have to keep moving on because we're doing Cause, this. Yeah. Cause because we have fifty people who, who need to keep their jobs. But like this, and for me, when we had to say goodbye to Paul Walker mm-hmm. in the Fast and the Furious movies, which some like, people yeah. are going to laugh at us about, but if you've not seen it, you don't understand. Like, if, if that was a TV show, they would have done something like this. Yes. But because it's a movie, like they- They can't. They kind of just did five minutes, but they but did the best five minutes they possibly could. Those five minutes? Yeah. Are what this whole episode was. Yes, yes. Like there, it is. There is so much to it, mm-hmm. which is why I just keep crying right now. I've been crying for like three hours at this point. I, I didn't know your workout class was so tragic. Dude. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but I like, really need a tissue. The doc's not comforting me at all. <laughs> She's off over there with her butt on a pillow. And and if you follow like any behind the scenes stuff, you know, you, you follow the cast on social media and see stuff like them talking about Luke mm-hmm. or even stories from filming like they kept the the dog that plays Vegas on set in a bunch of different location shoots when Vegas is only on screen for like 5 seconds. Yeah. Because Luke Perry loved dogs so much. There was something that um, yesterday Lily Reinhardt uh, tweeted out um, pictures from filming this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently the the funeral home location had a trampoline out back. Mm-hmm. As these pictures of them jumping on the trampoline between <laughs> shoots. Yeah. And like talking about how basically it was like they're they were breaking thing this heavy thing up with like having fun, which is what like Luke would have basically been doing. And it's how this episode ended. Yes. Like that's that's the daytime version <laughs> of a fireworks show yeah. is a trampoline. Yeah, so they could have been like Fred loved trampolines. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go jump on a trampoline. <laughs> And I'm sorry my voice is so squeaky. I can't control anything at this point. I think I think people will understand. <laughs> I think we should talk about predictions. <laughs> Can we just jump to talking about the trailer and then predictions? Okay. Because right. I don't feel like we got anything to go off of. I don't know, I got a few. Okay, okay you go ahead. No, it's no, fine. Go, go ahead. Let's talk about the trailer. Go ahead with your predictions. Go do your predictions. All right. Well, first, Jughead is going to win that story contest. He's going to enter a different story, and it's going to be the life story of Fred Andrews. Oh, and that's going to win. Oh, and everyone will be like, "This must be fiction." There, there is no such perfect being. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jughead is going to fight to keep Jellybean out of the Pretty Poisons because, like, he hears that they're starting to do some bad stuff and get in to, to, like, the wrong kind of trouble. But what he doesn't know is that they're only doing that because JB is making them. Yeah. Like, she's turning them bad. I, I think he's going to find out all that when he goes to give Jellybean her serpent jacket and she rejects it. Yeah. Because she already has a jacket. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, how about this? Uh, JJ's corpse will spread an ancient plague about the town. Well, yeah. Like, have you seen it? Yeah. I want to think that Cheryl's going to go find, like, a voodoo doctor or something. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and try, like, all in some, like, Wiccan ways and all types of things and be like, hey, can you, like, reanimate his body? Pretty please. Yes. She's going to do it, uh, uh, you know, on the down low secretly, or in her case, surreptitiously. Wow, you've just been waiting to make jokes this whole time. All right, so that trailer, though. Uh, We're starting off with the first day of senior year, baby, and everybody is making out in their undies. Oh, yeah, sexy time. time. We're going to see lots of lacy bras. And lots of sexy dancing. Yeah, there, there's like a whole cabaret number at Les Bonnuis with Veronica, Antoni, and Cheryl. Yes, lots of hip bumping. What are the odds that they're performing the cell block tango? Because that is what please, their costumes say. Please, can we? <gasps> you can... like something from Chicago, the musical? No, not really. <laughs> but that would be good. But I was, no, I was just thinking, because I'm thinking like the costumes and stuff, it kind of goes along with like cabaret. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you "Oh man, just do cabaret." I want, I want to see like Kevin as the MC, as the MC, <laughs> movie MC or uh, Alan Cumming MC. Alan Cumming. Okay. And now we're going right back to our very loyal, narrow audience: people who watch <laughs> Riverdale and have opinions on the different MCs from Cabaret. I think that's that's our wheelhouse. Yes. Yeah. And so also, Kevin, also there, there are people punching each other in the locker room. Kevin sees something very scary and makes him go, <gasps> What else is new? And a windshield breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Again, what else is new? That's all I that's all I got. Anyway, uh that episode is called Fast Times at Riverdale High, an obvious play on uh classic teen romp Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Which... I saw that for the first time like last year. Which is about a whole lot of teens getting into a whole lot of stuff, you know, people dealing with shitty jobs and uh, a pregnancy scare and... Oh boy. Well, there's a lot of sexy times. Someone's going to think they're pregnant. What what has dropped your jaw, dear? Is that, is that the Gregory Smith? Yes, dear. Uh, chapter 60 uh, in two weeks will be directed by the Ephraim Brown by Ephraim Brown from Everwood yes Greg Smith made me excited that is what we're talking about next week fast times at Riverdale High jokes will be back probably maybe if we're lucky foreskin talk will be back certainly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I've been workshopping some new uh, uh, segments to maybe set season four apart yeah Quick ones that don't require you to do any homework, dear. Okay. Yeah. You know what I would like? What? I want people to find me good Riverdale fanfiction to read. Yeah. I really enjoyed our dramatic fanfiction reading, and I would like to do that again. 
Yeah. But I've not found anything good enough, so bring it, people. I mean, once you've read all the snakes in the forest, nothing, nothing else really measures up. Nothing measures up. Like, uh, people yeah. just aren't living up to it. Hugo Award winner, all the snakes of the forest. Yes. Yes. But that is it. We have started uh, a new and, by my theory, final season of Riverdale. I can definitely see that. Nothing's been announced. Nothing's been announced. But... But let, let me lay out my my reasons. Go ahead. Okay, I can say all this because we're in the spoiler section. We already talked mm-hmm. about the, the trailer. Okay. So, this is senior year. We have a flash forward that ended last season that takes us to spring break of senior year. Mm-hmm. It has been announced that that will be resolved in the mid-season uh, break of, of the fourth season, which means... The second half of the season is spring break to graduation, presumably. Mm-hmm. This show, for all the things it can do, I still firmly believe it cannot be out of high school. These kids can't go to college and still be true to the characters, which is something Riverdale has had as one of its strengths. When it's at its weakest points, it's because it forgets that, and I don't think they would risk making that part of the show. They're not going to do Riverdale without high school. This is the last year of high school. Season four is the last season. That's basically the long and short of it. I think there's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Because I totally like see and agree with all that. But I think we might get a half season five. Yeah, a short season. Like a fringe style short season. Or like Arrow's doing. Or like Arrow's upcoming short season, yeah. And I especially think this because they haven't announced anything that this is the last season. Mm -hmm. So I could totally see them after the season ends announcing they're going to end with a half season. And that would just be the the summer. summer Yeah. Before they And that would end with them all going off to their colleges. I can see that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're waiting to announce the Riverdale movie that is that. Mm. Oh, what if though? Probably like a Netflix original movie. I'd watch it. But yeah, for sure. Uh, But it is time to do the stuff that all podcasts do and you hate to hear. But we have to do it anyway because we are launching brand new. And that means this is the best time to get people in. To get you to sell your cat. Or nope. Sell sell your cat. (laughs) No. Fuck that cat. What's it doing for you lately? (laughs) Sell your cat. I was going to make a joke about this is a great time to buy a Casper mattress. (laughs) But I said sell instead of buy. And then I ruined the whole joke for myself. Sell your cat. (laughs) And while you're selling your cat, be sure to- What if cat means something else? Tell the buyer about Sex Archie, your favorite Riverdale recap podcast. We are, unfortunately, because of one part life, one part technical difficulty, getting this to you a little late. Stupid TV. So we're not riding that crest of uh, uh, algorithmic strike while the iron's hot, unfortunately. So we got to rely on what works, uh, and that is word of mouth. So if you're excited to see what the road ahead has and just want to share your your thoughts and feelings on the the loss of Luke Perry and this tribute by some of the people that worked closest with him in his last years now's the time to do that and, and we absolutely appreciate it you can also leave us a rating and review it's the least you can do after the amount of tears i've shed today yeah the math checks out there <laughs> I'm totally fine leaving you with a guilt trip. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. I promise it's not porn, but anytime I name search to see if anybody's searching. F- Don't Google it. Make sure you're on Twitter. But anytime I name search to see if people are talking about us, it's I just, find porn. It's just the love of porn. I definitely find porn. It's so much porn. That's why I've never created an Instagram for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd get blocked immediately. But we, we absolutely do appreciate your help in, in uh, having this hit the ground running. And on Twitter, you're, you're going to find us talk about news, make some jokes. Uh, uh, Hear about our technical difficulties to know why this is late. And uh, see us talking about all the Archie comics that have been coming out recently. I've been keeping up with almost all of them. I have not been reading... Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. I got the first issue. It just didn't grab me. I haven't read anything in months. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Life is okay. We'll get there. But it's great to be back. I normally say that we have a lot of fun making the show, but I think this week's an exception. And I'm glad to get back to it all the same. And I hope you're glad to to be joining us for the ride. Uh, So with that... I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Fred Andrews will always be a part of Riverdale. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, please. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And, and this, this is, is Sex. That's mine. Did you do that? I it's been forever. Okay.